Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Greetings, Earthlings. We come in peace. We come in pee? What? We, we, we come in peace. We come in pee. No, I mean, we do, but... <laughs> we come in peace. We don't scream. We yeah. just, it just yeah. happens. I just, I just come and I go. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Tuesday. That means it's a brand new episode of the Queer and Steam Bears. My name is CJ, and I'm married to... A famous person. Oh, you don't say. I don't think these people have ever heard you were married to a famous person. I know. I'm just going to plug it right now real quick. Get it out of the way. So I don't bring it up later. Exactly. That's fair. And I am Michael. I am not married, nor do I know anybody famous. Nope. Just gamus. Just gamus. Gamus. That means you are listening to a brand new episode of Let Me Be Pro... Oh, wait. No, it's not that one anymore. Of Queer and Steam (laughs) Bears. I can't believe you name dropped the old podcast. Oh, I don't give a shit. It's been what? We're on our almost 20th episode at this point? That's fair. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. The podcast hasn't existed since fucking, I don't know, January? Months ago. Yeah, so... Many moons ago. Who the fuck cares? Don't matter no more. They're listening to this beautiful, beautiful, brand new podcast that has leaps and bounds different... Than anything that's out there now. So. Anyways, how was everybody's week? Did you miss us? I mean, I missed us. Did you miss me? No. Why not? I don't know, because I saw you every day. That is a very fair <laughs> statement that you saw me every day this week. Michael, how was your week? It was good. I didn't really do anything exciting. Um, I had friends in town, so we did, you know, Disney. We did Top Golf. you know. Nothing too fun or exciting. How was your week, CJ? My week was great. Thanks for asking. What'd you do? Things. Things? And stuff. Stuff? <laughs> Lots of things and stuff. Lots of things and stuff. Well, as you all know, on Thursday, season six of All Stars premiered. What? Two episodes came out. And then the following day, Ginger dropped an album. Uh, so it has just been Balls to the Walls. We had Press Week last week. Uh, so it was just a lot going on. A lot on my plate dealing with. On top of that, you know, we're getting ready for some fun and exciting things coming this summer. Uh, some tours coming up. All that kind of stuff. So once again, back to the grind of being on season. So Back, 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 back again. Yes. So it's been a lot. It's, you know... They always say to stay away from social media when you're when you're dealing with stuff. Uh, to never read the How's comments. that been working out for um, you? You know, I sit here. We I see to, you on social media every day. We literally went to Disney the other day, and I bought two portable chargers with me just in case. It's gotten to the point now where I have to bring portable chargers with me everywhere we go because we're I'm constantly looking at socials uh, and just seeing what the trends are, seeing like what people are talking about and all that kind of stuff. So it's just been one hell of a roller coaster, and we're only on the first two episodes. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> Sis, there's a lot more to go. I know. I'm excited for it, though. And, and it's, it's really going to be a journey, if you will. Starts with a journey. So I'm just going to get this out of the way now, Michael, and just yes. let everyone know. This episode that we are doing today, the entire episode is going to be focused on these first two episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race. We have a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. Normally, we just do that little bit, that little 10-minute bit about 
the catch up about what we watched, our feedback, our, our opinions on the runways or the mini challenge or whatever the hell they did. But this episode, since there are so many things to discuss, this whole episode of Queer and Seen Bears is dedicated to the talent show and the blue ball. We're going to get it all started, if you will. Yas name drop. Do you like that? I did. That was great. So I think you guys should buckle up, buckle in, because it's going to be a roller coaster of it's emotion gonna be today. It's going to be a bumpy ride, sis. Sure is. <laughs> Now it's off to the races. Look at that fresh coat of paint they threw on Drag Race this year. I wouldn't call it a fresh coat because they're all old bitches. But that new intro song was cute. It was. uh... Yeah, it was the first time they used what Drew was saying in the workroom would let the best drag queen win. Right, because now it's a non-problematic introduction. Yeah, and, you know, it encompasses everybody who's, you know, competing this year, regardless of gender. But here we are, first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6. We walk in to the workroom. Everybody does their intro look. If you didn't hear our opinion on that, listen to the episode. Surprise, our special episode. Yeah, so go listen to that. It's a doozy. But now we're here. We're in the workroom. Everybody said hi. And then all of a sudden, Ru comes in and goes, girls, we have a 14th queen. And all the girls are like, what the fuck? And then, of course, it's Miss Piggy. Like, the ultimate queen. Oh, absolutely. Miss Piggy is the icon. Yeah, and she's there to assist with the reading challenge because if there's one person who's shadier than a drag, queen it's a muppet uh absolutely <laughs> miss piggy is the shadiest um, woman around right Kermy. so she's a shady bitch she is a shady bitch she is one of the shadiest muppets the shadiest like characters that have probably ever been on tv that's an like inanimate if you will but she's there to help rude judge the the reading is fundamental mini challenge which they always do in the first episode of all stars because you know why not start drama on the first episode <laughs> right and it's become synonymous with like the first episode of all stars you're going to get a reading challenge and a talent show yeah like, and it always makes me laugh now because like that started on all stars 2 that it was all stars 3 4 5 and now 6 all started with it, and the girls are always so surprised that the first challenge walking in there is a reading challenge like girls do your homework it's going to happen it's the first episode the first thing that we do is you know we listen to some reads some are really bad uh, some were really good. Silky got upset because the girls weren't laughing. They weren't funny. Well, her reads weren't funny at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Then you had, you know, Kylie go in there and make one funny one about Ginger. That was the only, the Ginger, you're shaped like a deep breath. That was the only funny one she made her whole, her whole yeah. set. And then Ginger went in there and, you know. Slayed bitches. <laughs> showed girls, this is how to read. And then don't forget Jan's problematic read. Jan's problematic read, which if you don't understand why it's problematic, you could probably go. Uh, she just it. plays into you a. You should probably just go listen to it. Archetype that we should be playing into in reality television right. but it was cute there weren't really any super funny ones super good ones like even the ones my husband came up with they were cute but they weren't like super funny this wasn't like a memorable reading challenge no, no. but it was good i mean for what it was they had miss piggy she was laughing she was you know giving her little two bits especially when silky was doing it, and they cut to piggy snoring so right <laughs> you know um but of course ginger won that she won a 2500 gift card to eye link that eyeglass place yeah, that eyeglass. well but, at least you get to shop for sunglasses now cj right thank god i could buy some things no that's uh, their stuff's kind of ugly. No. And then... Even was, drag queens wouldn't wear it. It's that ugly. So, like... Well, I mean, Jay Gonsay wears them, so... Well, fuck him. Anyway, and then we go into the variety show, which, again, is a staple for the first episode of, you, of All Stars. You know you're going to get a, a variety show in your first episode. You know you're going to have to do some sort of singing, some sort of performing, Something playing memorable. with bubbles, I guess. Like, that's what we do now, <laughs> I guess. Like, what Something the fuck? very memorable. So, we're going into the... All-star variety extravaganza. 
Jansa. Yeah. You know, Jan did her Jantasy song. So she just screeched her way through three and a half minute performance. Yeah, it was a it was a gift for the senses. I honestly could not understand 90% of what she was singing, except for Live the Jantasy. Okay, so like I love Jan. I think I, she's great. I love Jennifer. She's my favorite. I like her too, but I was just like, girl, that was find the note. Find the note. Find, find the note, sis. Um, it was good. Uh I agree that she She was a very safe performance. Yes, and I will agree that she was safe. I mean, she didn't do anything super fun right. super exciting but it was safe it was cute and then we go to pandora who did no ridiculous um it would have been funnier if simple plan didn't do that five years ago wow or ten years ago but i feel like it's very true to who pandora is though it's very pandora it is very much up her alley at least it wasn't poo 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 i guess other song or it wasn't like an elsa song or something but it just goes to show you that every girl on drug race thinks she can be a fucking singer yeah i mean fam has an album out and so does violet tchotchke yeah, but Plastic Doll is a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Yep. Have you ever listened to the Christmas album, Christmas Queens 4, I think it is? I haven't listened to any other Christmas okay. Queen albums. Don't. Yet. There's like three songs on there that are really good. You know, Ginger does a song on there. Jinx does a song oh, on I there. Oh, I've heard Christmas Hams. That one's cute. That was on, that's on three. On four, okay. though, they have, what's her name? The fucking butterfly. Asia O'Hara. Asia O'Hara's on there. Shh, no. No. She should never sing without some kind of auto-tune or anything like that. Go listen to it if you haven't listened to it yet and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Rough. Um, but then we go to Jiggly Caliente who just did a mashup of all of her songs that she did for her album. I... I love Jiggly. I hated her outfit for this. I loved her outfit with the Jiggly across her tits. Uh, she like she like she was auditioning for like a drag queen marching band. But you've met Jiggly and you've seen her style. Like that's very much her that style, is very though. true. I have yes. It, it was a platinum blonde wig with her know, hair looks like she like she like makeup wise and like look wise looks stunning. I just didn't like her outfit. Oh, uh, see, but I think that's very Jiggly. And then we went to Kylie. What was that? She was singing like for people to introduce herself, like reintroduce herself. But it she's was a, not a singer. It was a choice. It was a very. It was a, it was a choice. It was. I didn't understand it. Her dress was very simple. It wasn't anything extravagant, uh, and the song was kind of boring to be aged. I felt like it was trying to be Tatiana's same parts, right? But it but just, whitewashed and boring. Yes. Yes. Yeah, very much that. She saw the success that Tatiana had and was like, I could do spoken word slash singing. She doesn't excite me. Nothing she does excites me. She is literally like like fucking glue. She's boring. Yeah. She's dry. Like, yeah. she doesn't excite. Not she a has thing. a beautiful face and a beautiful she's body. She's stunning and pretty and beautiful. But, but that is about it. That's where it stops. boring and she's like, yeah, I, yeah I don't, even her confessional is like, she's not funny. She's I don't trying, think she's personable. She's trying so hard not to be dramatic and not to bring drama, but it just comes across as boring, paint drying, very like forgettable her her confessionals are very forgettable right and i love kylie i just think she's i mean granted we're only two episodes in and this was the first episode i just think she's very boring in this first episode but i thought she was boring on season two as well i don't remember her in season two exactly my point um and then we got a raja o'hara who did a speed sewing good for her this was my favorite performance of the whole talent show but you know who did that who bianca dorio not on also not on Drag Race? No, she did it during the uh, season six premiere tour. Oh, really? That was one of the talents she did. But are people going to remember that, though? Like, are, like, people, like, the casual viewers that, like, don't work these things going to remember that? Are you going to remember her doing it 
on episode one in two weeks? No, probably exactly. not. But exactly, it was cute. I mean, good for her. She showed that she can be a seamstress, that she could do this stuff. That's great. It carried over into the second episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I just thought it was interesting because everybody else fucking lip sync. Like oh, literally, yeah. half the show was lip syncing. No, 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 no. I agree. I think it was definitely something that showed her strength. I think it was also one of those things where did she really sew it though? Yeah, she sewed it. The shell machine was running. Yeah, she also did. Yeah, not. Uh, she did it in a minute. She yeah, did it. yeah. She's a seamstress. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, and then we go on to Trinity K. Bonet. <laughs> Girl. That's one of the worst stand-up like moments I've ever seen in a Drag Race That episode. is the worst talent show number I've seen in four, in since Coco Montrese's dance number on All-Stars 2. I would say this was worse than Coco's dance number. Oh, 100%. This, Coco's dance number was charming and tried to be so cute. This was just very, very painful. This is one like, of the worst drag race things I've ever seen. Very painful. This was more painful to watch than my husband's entrance look. Hey, his entrance looks great. Shut up. I love my husband and I love that look. It did not look as good on camera and in per- and on like on TV. the show than it did in person. That's fair. I was here for the photo shoot with all in the looks person, and it looks great. It is stunning. It is cute. It is crafted very well. Thank you, Zach, from House of Zach in Canada uh, for that outfit. It is stunning. I love it. It just didn't really translate as well as we wanted it to on camera and uh, on season. But that stand-up was was rough. I watched her looking at her hand to get her notes. It didn't really work out. Like, it was just very painful. And I would agree with Rue, Michelle, and all of them. It was it was definitely in the bottom. I 100%. Running up my light bill. 100%. <sighs> uh, and then we go to Eureka's number about her mom it was cute it was cute it was definitely different for eureka to do something with projections and kind of you know the fact that she used her dress that was a cool concept the projector is beautiful she looked stunning but then she always does the hair was perfect it was just a moment i think i look at it and go i don't think eureka did it to win the talent show she did it as a tribute to her mom and and make a statement and and make a statement exactly she didn't she didn't think she was going to win it and if she did, then Eureka, Eureka, I love you. You're delusional. But I think it was a, a beautiful tribute to her mother and just something to kind of show people, hey, I love my mom and this was my tribute to her. And I think she knew it was a safe performance. I think she knew that she wasn't going to be in the top with it, but she knew that she would do good enough to not be in the bottom. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. And, and I think it paid off because she was safe. And so. I think the concept of, t- of doing a projection on a dress is something we haven't seen on the show before. Yeah. So that's really, really unique. And if you want to go check out that music video, she put it out yesterday. So go check it out. Uh, you can just type in Eureka O'Hara and you'll, you'll and come up on you. Next up, Scarlet Envy's bubble performance. Mr. Bubble on stage. Um, yeah. That was something she did. I mean, she, I always heard she was good at blowing. Again, it's one of those things that in three episodes, you forgot about it. I forgot about it 10 minutes into the into like the next scene. Yeah, it was it was very short. It was cute for what it was supposed to be. Uh, if I was watching a children's talent show for like, yeah. for kindergartners to kind of be ooh and odd, we have something here in Orlando at SeaWorld that they do the same thing, but the motherfucker puts himself in a bubble. So to me, like this whole talent show, like everybody in this talent show was very lackluster. It was very safe. Everybody played safe. safe. Except for Trinity. Yeah. Everybody played it safe. And it didn't pay off for Trinity. No, but... of course not. But that, that's what happens. Like when you get cast you get that thing that says hey we're doing a talent show it has to be 90 seconds or less figure it out and go but you can't use anything that's copyrighted so you have to do something original if you can't figure it out well then you're kind of fucked right you're on your own um so i think scarlet knows she's not a singer right she wasn't going to do something singing uh she kind of relies heavily on that the fashion sense that she i was expecting something like burlesque from her or like dancey um but i think the bubbles was very safe for her to do because she didn't have to really go and find any music that was copyrighted for it she could use any kind of 
their music and just do a bubble routine to it. Right. But I will say it was safe, so good for her. I mean, she made it to the next episode. So Uh, then we go to Silky Nutmeg Ganache's piano. Come on, Silky John. I just she ain't a singer either. No, she's a gospel singer. So I think she relied heavily on that aspect of it, and I think her playing live piano on stage was something different that nobody expected. So for the Drag Race audience who doesn't know that, you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is really cute. Because no one's done live instruments yet, have they? For All Stars, I don't think. Who? Thorgy did. She played Oh, she played the violin, right. So I think it was definitely different, and it was definitely a risk for her to do something like that because there's no backing track on it. You literally are just going with your voice. And, you know, Michelle called her out for the two different pitches and stuff like that. But, I mean, it was definitely different, so it definitely gave the, the whole entire talent show a different vibe. And it did what she wanted to do. She was safe. Exactly. So. It showed, but it also I think gave her the opportunity to show people that she could play piano and that she's a gospel singer. Right. And it paid off. Right. She was safe and she moved on. Serena Chacha. Let's go to this train rag next. All right, girl. Girl, you do wigs for a living, or at least you tell people you do. Wigs she, for also, a she had these wigs up there. She just danced around a fucking wig cart. Yeah, girl. Why didn't you like style style it. a wig? Or if you're going to, like, have a bunch of wigs there, why not do a wig reveal? Or change your wig in the middle of it, like, go behind it, pull off a wig, put the new wig on, and be like, oh, look at me. And do, like, an original song right. to it. Or... Sing about doing hair or something. Yeah. Like, see if you can use Alaska's... This is my, my hair. hair. I, I don't, don't wear, wear wigs. wigs. <laughs> like, that would have been fucking funny. Yeah. Granted, she probably couldn't get the rights to Alaska's song because, you know, they're really, really particular and very tight with the copyright kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But I'm sure you could have found something. Right. I don't know. It was a choice. And obviously it didn't pay off because, spoiler alert, she went home. So, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. next up, Ginger. Your husband. Bear. Um, so, I'm just going to put this out here right now. We are going to remain as unbiased as possible when it comes to giving our critiques about everybody. That includes when I have to talk about Ginger and what she does. As you can tell, I already talked very candid about fucking frog outfit. I love the song obviously my husband's not a dancer yeah the dancing was a little bit <laughs> awkward like that's my other best friend but like come on the dancing was a little rough um i i know we were relying heavily on backup dancers being there because if they were backup dancers like we had a whole dance routine planned for them uh but obviously because of covid there was that's not a thing so i think she had the prettiest set because she had it decorated the gummy bears the confetti like all that kind of stuff so it was really cute was it a safe bet Yes. Did the song sound great? Yes. Was RuPaul singing along? Absolutely. Did it promo the album and the music video? Yes, it did. Yeah. But again, I think it was a very safe, like, we know Ginger can sing. We know she can act. And that's exactly what she showed, that she could sing and that she can act. So, you know, again, very, very safe bet for the hubby. So then we go to Yara Sofia. <gasps> I hated this. I hated it. Personally, I think it was the bottom. Oh, absolutely. I think it was the worst one, one of the worst ones there. Yeah. I think it's the bottom two should have been Trinity. No, and no. It should have been Serena and Yaya. No, I think Trinity's performance was so bad. Yeah, but I also feel like she tried something, so you get credit for trying something out of your comfort zone. Yes, you bombed, but I think you get comfort. Yara's was just... Dancing with a breastplate. Yeah, and notice how they didn't show much of her performance, but showed the judges' reactions. The right. Time. It's now turned into the in the talent show. If you don't make them laugh, they don't care. Right. And that's not what it should be about. No, it should be about it should talent. Be about talent and showing off talent. But then again, I look at it and go, you know, Rue suffers from extreme stage fright, so what does she know about performing? Oh, absolutely. So, so fair. the only one up there that has any you know, credibility to performing is Shell. Because, you know, she does the tours with the girl. She has an album, all that kind right. of stuff. So, I don't know. It was just weird. We go into the bottom two, which was Serena Chacha and Trinity K. Bonet. They deliberate. They get all emotional. They cry. They plead their case to the winner of it, who was Yara Sophia. It was weird. Like, it was so weird. Yeah. It was kind of like, hey, Yara, we know uh, you haven't been back since uh, All-Stars 1. Here's your, like, here's your win. Right. Congratulations. I think uh, that's what it was. Good for you. 
Congratulations. Before we get rid of you, if we get rid of you, here's your win. And then she had the lip sync against Coco Montrese. I don't... The lip sync song was weird. Why the fuck are they picking Bruno Mars songs to lip sync for? I don't know. I feel like Drag Race is teasing fucking Coco Montrese every single time she walks out. Oh, absolutely. Because it's funny. They did Uptown Funk with Bruno Mars on the first episode, and then the next episode they did Janet Jackson. Right. Why didn't you do that the first episode when you have Coco Montrese? Right. Who opened for Janet? Shout out to... uh... Yara for winning $5,000 of Orbux or gift cards right, from Orbit. A, fucking, a seven night stay in a villa. Like, good All y'all her. got was a fucking eyeglass gift card. Right? She got a villa. Fuck it. Whatever. But Coco Montrese wiped the floor with Yara. One, and we sent Serena Cha Cha a packing. Well, or did we? Or did we? Who knows? All of a sudden, after she did that, they were like, hey, Yara. Uh, hey, Serena. It's a game within a game. I feel like she should have been dressed as fucking Jigsaw. Had a roll, roll out in a fucking tricycle, <laughs> like a little RuPaul doll. That would have been so funny. Ha 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 ha, you want to play a drag game? (laughs) See, I would have been like, oh. Well, they did that fucking Handsmaid's Tale thing in season two? Yeah, uh, no, three. season three. Season three, because it was after Alaska 1. Yeah, because Alaska and Chad were the creepy, like, things. But, like, I thought it, I would have been funny if she came out of the fucking tricycle. What did they say? Blessed day, kitty girl. Yeah, and just sat there and said, we have a game within a game. Do you want to play a game? Yes, I'm here for that. Why aren't we writers for the show? Because we live in Orlando. That's fair. (laughs) And haven't applied. Uh, and probably would also would not get it because we're not qualified. Um, I think I am. I made two memes that went viral. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Serena went home. Maybe. We don't know. We no idea what the hell's going on. It's mean, a game within a game. It is a game within a game. So it'll be very Who knows? interesting to see what happens. To see what it is and, and all that stuff. Uh, Michael, before we talk about episode two. Yeah, we should do. Take a smoke break. We don't. Neither of us smoke. Okay. Um, weed break. We don't smoke weed, CJ. Dr- uh, alcoholic beverage break. That we can do. That we both we drink booze. Do. We'll be right back. In the grand tradition of the legendary documentary, Paris is Burning, the library is about to open <laughs> because reading is what? <laughs> Ginger man, bitch, you are shaped like a deep breath. <laughs> Pandora box. When the CDC said that there should be no gatherings more than 10 people, Pandora was like, my show should be fine. <laughs> Ginger Minge. Oh my God, I love your husband, CJ. He's a top. You know what that makes, Ginger? Rock bottom. Silky. <laughs> Don't do me in, bitch. Oh, she was in such a hurry to get here, she put her ass on backwards today. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. We're Bears, the podcast. <laughs> Dirty martini, dirty bastard. Think orbits. I don't know. <laughs> um, dirty mouth, clean it up with orbits. That's the gum, right? That is the gum, yes. So did she win a gift card to the gum place? No, or orbits to the, the, the travel, the travel company. company. <laughs> um, and then in the same exact day, Drag Race said, oh, you want a twist, huh? Here's the second episode. Yeah, it was a lot because we had two episodes to watch plus Untucks at three o'clock in the morning when they <laughs> drop uh, in our time zone. Uh, so here we are, blue ball day. Uh, the All-Star Storm, the runway in their bold and blue, beautiful best. Uh, in the blue ball, they had Big Frida help them. So that's cute. That's a cute little synopsis. Come on, synopsis. Paramount Plus writer. Right? Uh, we had 
big Frida. There was no mini challenge simply because it was a ball challenge, which if you if you know the balls, <laughs> there never is a mini <laughs> challenge because they have to create stuff. So no mini challenge, which is fine. But we had three different blue ball looks. Uh, we had the blue better work which is like their blue collar looks. Uh, then blue baby jeans, which was denim on the runway. And then the blue ball bonanza, which was the created looks that they had to do in the, in the workroom with some like leftover blue random fabric that production was probably like, oh, we're going to go to the Dollar Tree, motherfucker. And this is right. Doing. So, um, yeah. What an interesting fucking like... <sighs> Yeah, I always think it's weird when they, like, theme it to one color. It's because you just, like, pigeonhole these girls into, like, one specific, like, yeah, color scheme. And not everybody looks good in blue! Exactly, that's what I was going to say. If they don't look good in blue, then they look kind of weird. Like, I'm just... sorry, but, like, Ginger doesn't look good with blue hair. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, the thing with, with Ginger is the makeup, like, her makeup has gotten a lot better. And it's a lot softer than it was, say, Season 7 and All-Stars 2. But it's just, the because the blue is so stark, it makes the con- her contour look a lot darker than it really is. And I think that's for everybody, though. If Unless you're, like, super, yeah. super tan, the blue doesn't look like and it also doesn't you. help because they color correct every episode right so the blues are a lot more vibrant which makes the darks look a lot darker than they really are and they decided to put the drag queens in 4k this go yeah so it's just one of those things where it's so so weird but you know the episode's over everyone you know did their thing the first looks we had with the blue better work looks and it's the fucking kimono thing all over again I fucking everybody was a crossing guard or a garbage woman yeah so we had sanitation and the crossing, crossing guard, guard. We had Eureka do a crossing guard. We had Trinity Cabonet do a crossing guard. We had Jiggly do sanitation. We and had Akira. It was kind of like, or was Akira or Raja who did like the the welder, which kind of looked like a construction worker. That was uh, not Raja. That was um, Akira. Akira. We had you know Yara Sophia go out there as a what she say she was like a construction worker. Yeah, but yeah. it was like her big fucking titties. Yeah, and then and a vest. we had Ginger go out there as Mario the plumber. We had Jan go out there as some tire thing which was yeah she was like a pit crew kind of like uh you had scarlet go out there as a fucking circular saw thing majiggy uh you had silky nutmeg ganache go out there as a milk woman in red yeah which was interesting so we're gonna wear a red we're gonna wear a red outfit for a blue ball it's like when she did that halloween thing remember she refused to dress spooky for the scary runway but here's the thing it didn't have to be blue it just had to be blue collar yeah i get it collar she but she's one to not follow the fucking instructions like that's her thing she just likes to be argumentative for the sake of being argumentative exactly like i mean hey if that's your thing do your thing girl uh jiggly came out there as these the, the sanitation worker. The sanitation worker with the garbage bag and stuff. That hat was everything. The hat was everything. That fucking hat. And the fucking garbage bag or the garbage pail with like all the girls' names on it. Uh-huh. Like, come like, on, clever bitch. Everything. You know, Raja also did the sanitation look uh, in that, just that yellowy thing with the hard hat on or she was a construction worker. I don't know what her spin was on it. Sonique did that. Something. Yeah, it looked like she just threw a bunch of like jean stuff on and said, I'm this. I didn't get it, but you know that's not for me I liked Pandora's like the lunch lady the lunch lady was super cute uh, and they did that where it had that reveal remember that quick reveal yeah that was that was cute and that was really it like everyone I think did well some of them I didn't understand why they did what they did but I mean hey it's not for me to judge it's just for me to fucking have a podcast and talk about my opinions that is very fair <laughs> <laughs> that's why they do all stars for us to have a have an opinion topic <laughs> so then we went into Blue Jean Baby, yeah. which is all like denim fantasy. Yeah. So I will say this. The the sheet we got said denim and diamonds on it. Oh, did it? Yes. Oh, like the packet you get before you go to drag yeah. race? So my thing is like I was very, very mad at this look because RuPaul not once did say your look was den 
um like come on that's an obvious fucking writing yeah. po- like come on I, I, yeah paulie missed his mark on that one uh but so we go into jans first jans was cute i, I like jans i did like jans the different colored denim with that very structured hip in the shape of a star she did an homage to you know rue's movie star booty so i thought it was cute it was definitely uh outside the box if you will outside the gene i liked rajas rajas was very like mary j blage like in yes, a denim outfit very like, that hat blush. and like that like that like bustier kind of thing yeah. Uh, cute, cute. Then I loved, I loved Eureka's. Eureka, I thought, like, all three of her looks were great. Like, Eureka was great on this episode. Let's not go that far. Her second look was stunning. I love Eureka. I think she is a big girl who knows what looks good on her. She knows how to dress her body. Yeah. And it was definitely something very stunning. My only critique about her look was that big fucking E necklace. I don't think it needed to be there. That, and I feel like her outfit was, like, the like the point of, like, with the frame of reference or, like, the thing that you wanted to focus on. You don't need that big necklace and i thought her hair was a little much for see but my thing with the hair is eureka always wears big hair so it's fine yeah I, that didn't bother me it was an e like girl i get you want to brand yourself on everything you didn't need to either remember the rule you know take one thing off before you hit the runway it was a fucking e sorry i love you eureka i just don't that e was just a lot it still focused on the rest of the look in my opinion so what do you think about kylie's look uh this one bothered me you could see the fucking so scarlet's look was really <laughs> Um, you can th- see the safety pins holding her fucking her fucking tits up. Okay, so here's my thing with Kylie. It's not season two anymore. Right. She looks you, like she shops at Deb. You, you can't go to Hot Topic or Deb. Or Fashion or, Bug. Like any of those places and buy something and present it on the runway and say, this is what I'm doing. To me personally, I love the, the message she was sending. Oh, absolutely. About the transgender community. I love that the message bitch you went and bought blue jeans at a mall found two handkerchief two fucking scarfs in the back and pinned them to themselves over your tits and put a fucking hat on that's what bothers me about her is like and then she got praised so heavily for that look that's what bothers me about her is because she's very talented and she's stunningly beautiful and I feel like she knows she can get away with things and she kind of plays into that. But like she knows she's going to walk out there in that fucking safety pin fucking handkerchief top and no one's going to say anything because she looks stunning and she's making a message. Yeah, but then I look at her first look and I thought her first look was really... Her first look was, was great. was unique and different and definitely had some time and effort put into it and wasn't a fucking mall look. But then you go to her second look and I'm like, girl, you just went from something that looks custom couture to mall her jeans are her jeans are literally jeans you buy at the mall yeah and she wrote her message on it grabbed the trans flag as a cape grabbed a pink and blue fucking but it's just like her and put over her tits it's just like her promo look she showed up in a fucking bikini yeah like i just i do better i love her but this is all star six like girl, no, this is not this is not all stars one this isn't all stars one this isn't season two make an effort to be different and unique and stand out and don't rely on mall clothes or Something don't like, rely on your body. Yeah. H&M. <laughs> what is H&M? Get it out of here. And then Scarlet's look, uh, again, back to what we were just saying about Sonique. It's very mall. It like She looks like she could buy that jacket and those shorts at the mall. Yeah. And the top, the same thing. The, the bag. The, like the only thing that doesn't look from the mall is the hat. Yeah. It looks like she made the hat. But, but that's about it. Everything else is very mall. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? The 4th of July. It made me want to have a hot dog You're real so bad. Stupid. Then Yara, again, relying so heavily on what they did on season two and All-Stars 1. Her makeup was really dark for that look and I didn't it was, like it. But, she looked like the female gremlin. But again, it goes back to you could have bought those jeans at a mall. Well, the problem was it was not denim. It's literally bandana print yeah. on fucking spandex. Yeah. Like, like Ginger said in the episode. Yeah. It's bandana print on spandex. Yeah. 
So, I mean, girl, good for you. Like, again, just be different, be unique. You have a chance to show your abilities to a brand new audience that wasn't alive during your original two seasons. That's, I guess, my problem with Yara and my problem with Kylie are, is that they have this opportunity, you know, to kind of re-expose the older, the, the newer Drag Race fans that weren't around for All-Stars 1 and for their original seasons 2 and 3. They have this new opportunity and they're not taking advantage of it. These kids weren't alive. Right, these these fans that are they fans now. Big- Right, are are watching them and seeing them for the first time. And they're not taking this opportunity and they're not using it to their advantage at all. Exactly. And it's just... It's frustrating because they have an opportunity and they have a chance to do this. Exactly. But then we go to Pandora. Who is literally killing the assignment so far. Who is doing exactly what we just said that Yara and Sonique should be doing and showing the audience who she is while still staying like true to Pandora. It's Pandora, but Pandora like 3.0. Yeah. Like she went out there and said, you all went denim? I'm going to give you some Dolly Parton denim look at me bitch i was thinking it was like john benet ramsey does dolly parton yeah <laughs> is what i thought of that yeah very much that i thought it was stunning i loved it it the, un, she understood the assignment her hair was great her you know my favorite was part great. was the whole the whole look was great you know my favorite part of that look was the accent the little tiny cowboy oh, the hat <laughs> the little tiny cowboy hat was my favorite um but again she understood the assignment and again like yara and sonique she has an opportunity to show a brand new fan base people who weren't even alive or watching or babies during her original two seasons why she should be there like the fans that are watching pandora right now have no idea about the drama from all stars one no absolutely because they probably None. haven't seen all stars one zero and if they have watched it they are too young to understand it right whereas we're watching it as people who were fans back then we were 18 because it was 2009 yeah we were 18 years old watching pandora and understanding her camp understanding that for you know all stars one right was actually 2011 right like she is understanding that i have to show these fans me i have to show these fans pandora Pandora. And she's doing it. She's killing it. I, she's I doing 2021 20, Pandora. Exactly. It's great. Uh, then we move on to Silky. Girl, what's with the red fringe? She's in, a, she's in a red mood this like this episode. She is in a very red mood this evening. I don't understand the red fringe. I think it should have been blue. That's just my opinion. The actual outfit itself was very well constructed. I love the way she looked in it. It just goes back to the thing I was saying. She doesn't like to follow the assignment and think she can get away with it. Yeah, I just don't understand the red. I just, I don't understand the red. Would you remember back in that original her original season where she like refused to do a spooky outfit yeah and like had this big whole fucking like screaming match and untucked yeah and saying she can do whatever she wants whatever blah 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 blah. that's what the kind of stuff that bothers me it's like you're given an assignment do good at it or attempt at it don't be lazy and don't fucking just i'm gonna do what i want to do yeah exactly and you know if i think if she did the blue fringe i would have liked it a little bit more the red was just very distracting because the look was great if she did blue fringe it would have been great the thing with red to me is that it is very very like red is a very angry color right and i'm not calling her angry no but it's an angry color it's an angry color when you see red you instantly associate that with hate and anger and i and especially fringe because it's so loud and it's so obnoxious it just looks very angry the hat was done by one of gaga's designers though of course it was (laughs) then we move on to ginger I love that look. Tea about that look, Michael. That was originally her entrance look. Really? And it was all white. Oh, she dyed it blue. She dyed it denim blue. Um, the entire thing was white originally. It was our ode to Miss Dolly Parton, and there was the original walk-in look. I loved this look. I love this look. Ginger just looks fantastic in it. It's one of the best things I've ever seen Ginger in. It is. She looks sexy. The hair is on point. The makeup is beautiful. The the subtle um, stones on it are great. It fits her like a fucking glove. It is so stunning if if we ever on tour and this outfit is being worn you will all see how absolutely stunning 
ginger looks in this outfit. The cameras don't do it justice. Just wait until you see it in person. It is fucking stunning. I promise you that. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her husband. I'm saying that as somebody who is trying to be as objective as possible, which obviously you can tell I'm being objective, but it is a stunning look. So I, you, oh, I just can't talk enough about it's it. It's one of my favorite looks I've ever seen, Ginger, and I've seen it in yeah. person and it's stunning. Yeah, I, I just can't. Then we go on to a curious C. Davenport. This is one of my favorites. I love it. It's very like... Very salt and pepper. Very, very 19, TLC. like TLC, like T. I get like T. Boss, like yeah. in like the Rugrats time when they were doing like the Rugrats song, like that. Like, oh, uh, I love her hair. It also gives me Simone vibes as it well. It does very give me Simone vibes. But I, the, what I love about this look is the fact that Akira knows her body. Oh, absolutely. She knows that she has a stunning leg. She has a stunning hip area. She pads very well. And it's sexy without showing too much. Exactly. It was just, it was stunning. Dunning, and it is something that like major fashion designers would put out oh, absolutely. In, in their works and be like, hey bitch, this is 2021 jean fashion. Look at me. She looks great. It's something that like Cardi would wear to like the VMAs. Yes, or, exactly. Like, it was very, very high fashion, fashion forward, like just stunning. I loved it. Then we go to Miss Jigglesworth. <sighs> um she, she she did it. That's a skirt. She wore it. She wore it a skirt. Um, I get what she was going with the bell bottom skater look. Like I get it. The hair was on point. The, she looked beautiful. She looked stunning. Her makeup is always on point. She's always very much she she is a woman, and she understands that when she is on Drag Race, she needs to be a woman in drag. Right. Oh, I agree. She does. She is a drag queen when she has to be a drag queen. Right. And I think she does it better than any other person. On that stage. On that stage. Absolutely. 100%. And she is stunning. Her hair is on point. The bell bottoms were cute. I didn't get the skateboard moment, but well, like... Well, because the whole, whole story is that like she's like... Like kind of... She's like... She's a skater who doesn't really know how to skate, but it's just with them to be cool. Like, that okay. was her whole explanation behind it. My only issue is the shirt. <sighs> Meh. Meh. Again, it turns back into, girl, you were on this season. You haven't been seen in season four, which was Elevate. 10 years ago. Don't buy a t-shirt and put it under some blue jeans and say, hey, this is my look. Right. And, and we I'll, know, and I know, like, her, per- like, I know that personally she gets a lot of her stuff done couture, so, like, that yeah. it's like, meh. Uh, like, all of her stuff is either, is, a lot of it is done uh, with Manila. Manila right. helps her with a lot of her designs and stuff. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why anybody thought telling her that doing a white t-shirt with some bell bottoms was cute. But, again, I liked it. I thought her hair, I thought everything else was good except for that white t-shirt. And then finally, Miss Trinity K. Bonet. I like this. It was very like 19, like 60s hippie secretary. Oh, yeah. Like I'll like I'll go on my break and take a tab of acid, then go back and like like be receptionist lady. I think Trinity is showing a different side of herself. Oh, absolutely. She is taking a big risk with a lot of what she is doing. Um, I think this look was completely different than the look prior to it, which was fucking pants and a vest. Because a lot of times, like I remember her like from her season being very like Kim Kardashian and very like yes. like sex kitten bombshelly kind yeah. of and she's showing more fashion now yeah and i love this look I, her hair was gorgeous the her bust was great with her tits just hanging out of that fucking she's just so pretty thing. those jeans were the pants were perfect i love this look i think it was definitely uh, a redemption from her talent show and i love the big earrings too yeah the, the earrings are cute, but it's definitely a redemption from her talent show. 100%. Then we go into the constructed looks that they did in the workroom. My favorite. With the blue bullshit it. is what I'm going to call it. The blue bullshit. Wasn't it blue ball bonanza? Yeah, but all the shit they had in the workroom, I'm calling that shit blue oh, bullshit. bullshit. Right, blue so bullshit pile. What do you think Janathan did? I liked it. It was very much like... Her episode when she wore it on season 11. <laughs> the same yeah. thing she wore on season 11, but like, you know, season 12. Like, exactly like she wore on season 12, but it was very like Hunger games 
crazy, like, yeah, Elizabeth. Like like you didn't like it? Nope. I like the blue lip. I think she went from two stunning outfits to very well-constructed outfits, and I get that they're making them themselves, to something that she just repeated on an original season that sent her home. And I don't, I I don't know. I just, it's a hoop skirt with some bullshit on it. Yeah, okay, but well, how about Raja? Uh, I loved, I loved, I loved Raja's. I thought by taking that fucking chair that she cut apart and turning it into that look, I think Raja's look is basic. I think it's cute for what she used. I think it's well constructed. It. it is very well constructed. Should it have won? No. You don't think so? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Really? It's, it's boring. There's really no, like, so my issue with this is this. You are there to make an outfit that stands out and make something out of something, right? Right. I think this is a very basic, boring constructed outfit okay there's that's no fair. there's no flair to it it's a fucking tube dress that is cut off with a with just a, a small jacket closed on top that's all that is okay with some long sleeves because she didn't want to cut a sleeve and hem it right <laughs> that's what i get from that look not i'm not saying this that other thing that it's not pretty it's just basic that's all Okay. It's just basic. Um, then we go to Eureka. Ah, this is this was my favorite constructed look. I thought it was so clever. Basic. It's basic, but we're these are girls that don't fucking sew, so I'm giving them Eureka that benefit of the doubt. I don't hear she that said shit. she was crafty. She exactly. didn't sew. Bitch, I think didn't make that on paper? For Eureka, it's beautiful. It's very basic. It's very simple. I honestly I get what she was going with showing her puss. It's I don't know. I'm just What did she say? The level of your pussy. Yeah, it's I don't meh, whatever. Kylie. Uh, <sighs> Again, girl loves a fucking tube top bikini. Girl, we get it. You have a stunning body. Stop relying on that body. You have tits and a body. We love it. We're so proud of you. Also, she fucking wrapped fucking those tinfoil like classroom billboard like bulletin board stars around her fucking neck, which I'm just noticing now on this picture. Girl, I... Next. Just like, we get it. We understand that you are beautiful and you want to show it off. You have all of this going for you. If that's all you're going to show every single time where it's a bra and a fucking panty, then I'm bored of it already. Right. Victoria's Secret's casting angels go there. Then we go to... Scarlet. I like this one. This is the one I thought should have won. Oh, I agree. I agree. This should have been the winner. It is um, It is a stunning outfit. It fits her beautifully. It looks like some time and effort and construction went into it. That shoulder piece was gorgeous. It, you know it reminds me of? It hugged her so well. It looks like Rita Bago would wear. It does look like something Rita would wear. It also looks very high-end, like, custom couture. And it looks like a winner. It looks beautiful. And this is what I mean by what It looks like a real gown. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying when I talk about, like, Raja's look being basic. Compared to fucking Scarlett's outfit, her outfit was basic. That's very fair. It was constructed well, but basic. Yes. 100%. But again, I'm not a costume designer, but as a fan and somebody who's watching this and somebody who's been on the road with a bunch of these queens and have seen what these bitches can fucking do, this is drag. That is how you go in and when they tell you you are doing a ball and you have this random shit to wear, that is what you pull out of your fucking puss. Is that look that Scarlet wore. Alright, Mondamus Yara. Girl, you had two days to make shit. The problem with it is, you can see where it looks like a dress and it would probably be good if she didn't fuck around. You know what it looks like? What? It looks like she had that blue outfit that she wore up the top in her suitcase with her. And cut it in half and blew, and fucking sewed a tarp to it. And the thing was, she could have made... The, the, the shape of the dress is a shape that would fit her. If she would have taken the time to actually build this outfit and construct it well, it would have been a great dress. Oh, yeah. If she had taken her... If she had, you know, heated every single minute that she had in that workroom to make things, it would have been a stunning dress. She would have turned that fucking challenge out. Right. But instead, she got cocky, and this is what happens. You land in the bottom two. Right. Sorry about it. Pandora box. Eh. Exactly. That's... Eh. Yeah. 
she's there. It was safe. Good for her. Good she, for her. She put some ribbons on herself and she moved forward. Good Next. for you, girl. Congratulations. Silky. What about Miss Nutmeg? The pants were great. But why are we doing pants on the runway? I I hate... We're in a, we are drag queens. We're on drag race. Why are we fucking making pants? But at the same sense, like, we just loved Ginger's outfit and it's... It's more of a bodysuit than a pant. That first look was an overall, which was pants. Oh, I understand that, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, why are we making pants? If she's comfortable in the pants, let her wear the pants. My thing is that the pants are going to be... The pants, if you're going to wear them on a runway, better be fucking stunning. And they better not look like Quilted Northern. I mean, she has no choice. She had a fucking... I, I understand. I understand. Uh, I think it was a very well-constructed look. I think she didn't need the fucking jacket that went with it. I think it should have just been like a pants suit up to her tits um, with a belt. I think that would have been a lot better. I don't understand why she bought a box out with her that had a breaking sound effect when she dropped it. But sure. I, sure, Jan. She was there. It was safe. Good for her. Next up is your hobby. Um, I'm very proud that Ginger made something. Right? Me too, because I know she's not a seamstress. That is all I'm going to say about that. Because it was a coat. It was cute. It's not hot glued. Right. It is sewn. It's a tarp. It, it was safe. safe. <laughs> I've seen it in person. It's cute. It's a tarp. It was sewn. It was safe. Perfect. I'm just happy she learned to sew. The next look is the one I thought was a this, contender for the win, too. This was in my t- this was in my top two. It was between her and Scarlet. This outfit is stunning. The use of the cups was great. Oh, for Akira, the, from Akira? From Akira. Isn't that who we were talking about? Yeah, but we yeah. didn't say her name. Oh, Akira. Sorry. <laughs> Akira's look was my second favorite. Um, You know, it was real close to Scarlet. I gave Scarlet my vote for it because Scarlet's outfit was a little bit more... Um, Constructed. Yeah, it was more form-fitting. She understands her body Finished. and how to do it. This look was stunning. The slit up her leg, again, it goes back to Akira knowing she has sexy legs. Right. And, and using it to her advantage. The look was very... There wasn't much definition to the No, look. no, you're right. Um, That's why I really gave it to Scarlet over Akira. But the look was great. She fucking put cups on a dress. It, it was amazing. Stunning. Again, it's one of those outfits that you would see a designer on a runway. do and go, I'm going to use tra- like Trash the Treasures. This is a treasure from Trash. And I think it's Absolutely. very well done. Definitely top two. Uh and everything. Next up is the snuggy goddess herself, Miss Jigglesworth. Very Sandro Pay. Yeah, this is why she went home. Right, absolutely. Girl, it's a blanket with holes in it. And um, I love her to death, but... My thing is, like I said last week... And that um, wig was horrible. Nah, I, I hated that wig. I'm not even going to use... Like, the wig is fine, whatever. They had either use their own or use one from... This pile. Yeah. Like I said last week on the episode, you know going back to Drag Race and going on the Drag Race, you are going to have a sewing challenge. Right. A snatch game and an intro. But like she said, though, I think she banked on it being later in the season. But it doesn't matter. No, right, right. But I don't think... It, she could have walked in and the first episode could have been a sewing challenge. It doesn't fucking matter. It's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. It's Drag Race and it's All-Stars. They're going to do a sewing challenge. Learn to fucking sew. Right. Learn basic sewing abilities. Learn a stitch. Yeah, that's all you need to do. And girl, if it's the same thing that sent you home last time, you should have been in the mindset to go, okay, they sent me home. I, I should need to probably learn. learn this skill just in case. Even if it was later in the season, girl, even if it was four episodes later, right. you would have went home four episodes later. Right. You still would not have won. If she right. had learned to sew, I think she could have turned something out. So stunning. And it's so funny because Manila knows how to sew and she's so good friends with Manila. Right. I just don't get it. Jiggly, I love you. This was We a, loved her death, oh. but oh, it, uh, it was a, a slanket. Then we go to my third choice for winner. Oh, was, the Cinderella real this from the, trinity the trinity's look was stunning it was very well constructed something we haven't seen from her before this like very like fairy princessy yeah. like like hippy dippy like happy go lucky vibe story behind it she left her shoe behind it looked stunning she looked stunning the wig was perfect the cut was perfect my only critique was it looked like she bought it with her it yeah it doesn't look like it was constructed in the workroom just simply because like girl i know how long it takes to make that shit yeah you, there's no way she would have been able to get that done that's my only 
only thing. I think that middle piece may have been pre-bought and she fabricated the dress skirt to yeah. it. Yeah. But, but it's still stunning. I love it. And it could be wrong. But and it's just that everything about this look was thought out from the beginning to the end. And like that's what I like about what Tr- like they were like the arc that Trinity's getting right now. Trinity seems to have put the work in between her original season and now to show that she's a different queen. Yes. A hundred percent. And then we go into the lip sync, which was uh with the winner being Raja. Congratulations, Raja, Raja on winning. She won, you know, five thousand dollars by from Planet Pepper and five thousand dollars worth of Orbit's bucks. So Orbit's is giving away a lot of money. <laughs> God, I hope we win one because I would like a vacation somewhere. Uh, and she went to go against Miss Brooklyn Heights, the Queen of the North, the host of RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. And it was a tie. To Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. It was a tie, right? Yeah. Oh, they tart that. Yeah, they that was a great lip sync. They both unfortunately chose Jiggly. Unfortunately, we said goodbye to Jiggly. We said goodbye to Jiggly. Uh, if you haven't watched that Untalked, go it's watch it. It's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Y'all can sit there and try to comfort Ginger and tell her she's a snake and shit like that. Those two are the closest friends oh, absolutely. you ever think of. They were close before the season. They were close after the season. Like, they love each other. I can Y'all... vouch Jiggly's call of Ginger every day. Yes. You fans that are listening to this are the reason that people don't talk to each other anymore. There is no animosity between Ginger and, and Jiggly. You are making that very clear that you have a choice and you're using your voices for negativity. So fuck y'all. End of story. Fuck y'all. The only beef they have is ground, which reminds me of Watch Wigs in a Blanket when it comes out. Season two coming soon. Yes, God. Ah, <sighs> that was a mouthful. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. And I know I usually like after a nice mouthful. Break. A commercial break. God. <laughs> Bareback is an LGBTQ plus lifestyle brand that welcomes all tribes. They offer over 950 original products ranging from top quality lube, cum towels, shirts, hats, face masks, stickers, and a new product category arriving July 7th. If you head over to barebackgear.com and type in the code GUMMYBEAR, you'll receive 10% off your entire purchase order. That is an incredible deal, if you ask me. That means you can get the best lube ever for only $45. What? Go get it. It is an amazing deal. Please go support an amazing person in his company. I can promise you that you will never regret going bareback. You're listening to Quarantine Bears, the podcast. And we are back. Yeah? Ooh, when I just did that, I was watching the sound waves on the podcast app, and it made a heart. Did it really? I'll show you in a second. Yeah, it That's did. Ridiculous. It's neat. Michael, will you bear with me for a moment? I will, CJ. If you are a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, be a fan. Watch it. Enjoy it. Love what the girls are putting forward. There's no reason to go on the internet and, you know, DM people and tell them to go kill themselves or go to every girl's page and comment stupid shit because you didn't like them or whatnot. I can tell you right now that it is a very draining thing to sit there and go through things and see hate for no fucking reason. You aren't on this show. You don't know what it's like to go and put everything and every emotion and every feeling into doing something like RuPaul's Drag Race. It is a very draining process. And until you sit there and go through it and understand it, keep your fucking mouth shut. Grow up and move on with your lives. Enough of that bullshit. Be a fan and enjoy the show. Be a friend, not a fiend. Fuck them. Ooh, someone's a little heated. No, I'm just pissed off. I get it. I get it. Reality television is a huge drain on emotions and on like all of Absolutely. You know, they're locked away for six, seven, eight weeks with no phone, no contact to the outside world. 
no talking to their family who they've seen every single day for an entire year because of fucking quarantine. It's hard. All right. Well, I'm going to change gears a little bit here. Yes. Bear with me, CJ. If you work in guest service or you work in a theme park and you refuse a guest medical attention because you're too lazy to call your medical staff or an ambulance to the back of your park, you are the worst kind of human being and you need to be reevaluate what you are doing, reevaluate your life, and reevaluate just being a general decent human being. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, that happened. We were at Disney. We needed medical attention and they wouldn't do it. So fuck you, Doc Ondors. Ah, there it is. There she said it. Oops, there fuck it is. You, David. Yeah, fuck you, David. Your fucking little goofy ass little Star Wars name tag. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna. Oh, he's him. a fag. I'll find him on the internet. Right. Fucking pay part of our Rainbow Mafia. Right. We don't own him. We disown him. Right. We disown. We're him. We're taking your card back, sis. <laughs> oh, you know. What an episode, Mike. It's been an episode. It has been an episode. It has been. An hour of us talking about Drag Race. We have a whole new episode coming out on Thursday, which the girls have to do commercials where they brand themselves for their side hustles. So that'll be very interesting to see what the hell happens. You can find me at on all social medias at the C-E-E underscore J-A-Y. And you can find me at Mike Burlow on Instagram and Twitter. You can also go and follow the podcast at Queen Steam Bears Podcast across all socials. Just type it in, you'll find us. We will also be announcing the winner of our June Pride contest that we were holding on our website we're going to announce our winner for our contest that we were holding all month of June for our pride giveaway which is a $20 Amazon gift card next week we will announce that next week on the episode also make sure you go and watch our live streams that we do every single Friday this Friday we were going to unbox the Paramount Plus All-Star 6 press kit that we received yes we will I'm excited for that one I guess it's time to go I'm ready to go to bed I guess it is Michael sing us out now it's time to say goodbye to all our company Michael's here CJ See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. We're in Steam Bears, the podcast.